Veo Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave. Well, I'm not the only one fired up today, I can tell you that. As I look over here in Command Center Alpha... I see German Shepherd Puppy Pendragon's Royal Baron. He's got his big ears up, his big bat ears up. He is on alert. He is at attention. He is pacing back and forth. He's not happy either. Why? Because as alpha males, the entire male species, we are under attack once again this week. If you are a male, especially a heterosexual male, Guilty as charged. You are guilty for some crime in the future that involves sexual harassment or some violent sexual predator crime. The fact of the matter is, with these dames now, and they're not even dames, they're broads. Big difference. We're all guilty from the time we come out of the womb. Long ash greeting, and I won't have it, by the way. We're going to defend our honor and our rights as Alpha Americans. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the Alpha, make America great again, make masculinity great again, screw the enemies of pleasure. Your global five-star general and global Alpha male-in-chief, front and center, Humidor 1A, Command Center Alpha in the Cigar City. As always, I welcome you, and if you care to follow us on social media, Go to CigarDave.com. You should have that bookmark upper right-hand corner. You will be able to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Don't forget to download the Cigar Dave mobile app. You can enjoy Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers 24-7, 365 on your Android device, on your iOS, your iPhone, your iPad, and on your Kindle device. So just uh, do a search in the respective stores for or the app stores for Cigar Dave. We are under attack. But before I talk about being under attack, I figured, you know what, let's, I want to always, I like to start the show on a happy note, on a positive note, and I have multiple items that I can get to. First up, I think this is a topic that will make every alpha American or alpha male across the globe very happy. According to a new study, if you are over 50, and over a period of one month, you conduct horizontal pleasure maneuvers at least four times. You exercise 16 times, take a holiday or mini break. You will feel at least 15 years younger. The survey conducted by orthopedic support firm NeoG found that petting animals, hmm, I wonder if that involves petting pussycats, going on holidays, seeing buddies and spending time being alone, with your partner or your harem also made people feel much younger. And those who were more active found that they felt more than 12 years younger than those who were less active. So the key here is 
The more alpha male pleasure maneuvers that you enjoy, the more harem pleasure maneuvers that you enjoy, the younger you shall feel. So I highly espouse that all of you take your harem for a rump, for some horizontal pleasure maneuvers, get serviced, get satisfied, and it goes both ways. Not only should you be properly serviced, they should properly be serviced as well. Pleasure goes both ways. And as I look over at Pendragon's Royal Baron, I see that he has just gotten into a bag of libations that I just bought. Baron, no, you cannot sample the bourbon libations. And speaking of bourbon, we'll be joined in the second hour by Harlan Wheatley, the master distiller over at Buffalo Trace Distillery. He'll join us from Frankfort, Kentucky, as we celebrate, continue celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month. Next week, we have got a huge tasting. We are going to be conducting National Bourbon Heritage Month tasting maneuvers that will go the entire two hours. Special guest, Samadhi Dave, special other guests. We're going to sample. We're going to try to break a record. I think we're going to be sampling about uh, 25 to 30 different bourbons and American whiskeys. It is a difficult job, but I'm willing to take one for the alpha male team in order to provide you with the proper information so you can make informed decisions as it relates to your bourbon pleasure as well as your American distilled whiskey pleasure. All right, we are under attack. There's no ifs, there's no ands, there are no buts. We are under attack. Why? Because the Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, has been accused of not rape, but uh, forcible, I guess you could say. If I, I, I'm trying to think the correct term because uh, the woman in question, Dr. Christine Blakey Ford, said that when she was 15 that uh, she was to a degree sexually assaulted. She was pinned on the bed, she was at this party, and she is stating that it was Brett Kavanaugh when he was 17 years of age. Now, I have always believed that you should always wait to hear the evidence before making a decision. That, that's, that's what making an informed decision is all about. And we have seen too many instances where people rush to judgment before the facts are in. And it's not just whether it is a crime, a sexual assault, but we've seen it in aviation disasters, we've seen it in shootings, we've seen it in all sorts of other things that have taken place in real life where you want to rush to judgment, you think this is what happened when in reality, when the facts are discovered, as our good friend Lee Corso of ESPN would say, not so fast, my friends, we find something else. But we as alpha males, we as men, the male species, we are under attack. We're under attack by the Democrat females, by the Democrat males, who to them have no problem besmirching the character, the reputation of a judicial candidate, because to them the ends justify the means. They don't care about facts. They could care less about facts. I want to know the facts. So let's talk a little bit about Senator, or correction, Dr. Christine Blakey Ford versus Judge Brett Kavanaugh. This week, we saw the members, the female members of the Senate. We saw the female Democrat establishment, the entire Democrat establishment, going absolutely berserk, going after men 
like I have never seen it before. Like a bunch of crazed wolves, wild dogs, like a wolf on a sheep's carcass going after men left and right. Why? Because Dr. Christine Blakey Ford accused, made an accusation. Now, she wanted her day in court, and that's really a pun, but she, her attorney said she wants to be heard. And so the, judici- the Judiciary Committee of the Senate says, okay, we'll make it happen. Do you want to come testify? This is now uh, last Monday it took place. So they invited her to come this coming Monday, gave her a week. They said, great. Do you want to appear in public, in private? If it's a problem to come to Washington, we'll come out to you. Now, I don't ever remember a House or Senate committee bending over backwards, accommodating somebody in the manner in which the Senate Judiciary Committee is. But they're playing this right. They're saying, okay, we don't want to be forced to to look like we're bullies and we're railroading somebody. You want to testify here? Great. We'll come out to you to talk to you. They're doing everything they can to bend over backwards to the point where it's becoming absolutely, it's pathetic. Because if you or I were called in front of a Senate or House committee, we'd be told, this is the day, this is the time, and you've got to be there. And guess what? Everybody would show up. But not in this case. But what makes this case even more suspicious to me, and I believe that this woman should be heard, I want to hear what she has to say. What makes it more suspicious is the fact that her attorney said, absolutely, my client, Christine Blakey Ford, would wants, she would absolutely want to be, want to be heard in front of a, the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee. She wants her story told. Fine. But when you appear in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, you do so taking an oath that you will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth under penalties of perjury. Now, I believe there's all these conditions being thrown. We've seen it happening in the last few days. Oh, she can't appear before this one. Got to appear at, I can't do Monday, but we can do maybe Thursday. But maybe we can do it Thursday at 4, 4 10 p.m., but not 3.55 p.m. We can't have him in the room, which fine, I understand. We've got to go We've got to go after Kavanaugh. I've never heard of the accused going before the accuser, ever. They want to, they, she wants all sorts of special treatment. So now I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, they're putting in all these roadblocks for what reason? For what reason? Because the woman does not want to go under oath. Now again, I don't know if her story is true or not. I want to hear what she has to say. If you accuse somebody and you, you slander somebody and say this person did it, and, and besmirch their name, if they didn't do it, well, to me, you ought to, test, you ought to be punished. You ought to suffer the consequences. So I want to hear what she has to say, but they're putting in all sorts of roadblocks. But what I have seen over the past week by these senators and media people and these Hollywood stars, I believe her. I believe her. I be- How do we know? How do we know? Let's take a listen to what we'll start off with Senator Maisie. Horono, taxocrat from Hawaii. I expect the men in this country and the men in this committee, and many of them, believe me, because we all signed on to this letter to uh, demand an FBI investigation, but really, guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of actions? It's the men in this country, and I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Do the right thing for a change. Oh, I see. So as men, we're always wrong, and we should just shut up. We shouldn't have an opinion on this. We should just be dumb lemmings, like most taxocrats, and just 
Shut our mouths, even if somebody is wrongly being accused. We don't know. I want to know. But the audacity for Senator Maisie Hirono, you know, in fact, she's from Hawaii. Let me, let's, let's pay proper tribute. I mean, when you think of Hawaii, what do you think of? Don Ho. Sergeant Steve, hit the band, please. Hit the music. Tiny bubbles. Okay, now everything is peaceful and calm. As I talk about Senator Maisie Corona. I wonder if she's going to say that it's being I'm being sexist by playing the great Don Ho. I'm not playing a female Hawaiian singer. Which reminds me of the time Milton Berle. As we talk about Don Ho, Milton Berle was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. You were talking about Don Ho? Don Ho. In Hawaii, I like that bit. I, I stayed with Don Ho in his house, at the Ho house. And while I was there... <laughs> at the Ho house. Oh, wait a minute. Could I be accused of perpetuating a stereotype that Don Ho ran a Ho house? Wait a minute. I think we should get the proper evidence. I should be called in front of some sort of congressional committee to find out if indeed Don Ho really did run a whole house. This is the ridiculousness, the craziness. But for Senator Hirono to say, just for all the men in this country, shut up. Can you imagine if a male senator stood up and said, I expect the women in this country and the women on this committee, because we all signed on to this letter to demand an FBI investigation, but really, guess who's perpetuating all these kind of actions? It's the women in this country. And I just want to say to the women in this country, shut up and step up, do the right thing for a change. Can you imagine the, there would be bloodletting in the streets, the horror, every member of the Libstream media would be saying, oh, how dare this person, how dare dare that senator, that male senator, or that male congressman, or that male celebrity tell women to shut up. We have earned the right to speak. We have earned the right for equality. But it doesn't apply when it comes to women telling men to shut up. And now what we're seeing is that if you dare to criticize and say, wait, I just want to hear what this woman has to say, what Christine Blakey Ford has to say. I'm not ju- rushing to judgment. Oh, you're not rushing to judgment? And you know what? You are anti-woman. You are railroading this woman. She suffered a trauma. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. Now, let's talk about Senator Kirsten Gillibrand from the crumbling empire state of New York. Also a, a dem, also a taxocrat. Talk about melodramatic. Hit it. I believe Dr. Blasey Ford because she's telling the truth. And you know it by her story. Oh, I was calling her Blakey Ford. I'm sorry. Dr. Blasey Ford. Uh, I, I hope I don't get uh, summoned from some committee saying that I was purposely uh, mispronouncing uh, her name. Senator Blasey, or correction, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. I want to make sure that I correct that. So Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, in other appearances, stated that because the Senate Judiciary Committee wants to have the hearing on Monday. They gave her a week, and because they're saying, look, we'll come to you, we'll, 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 you can do it in private, public, now they're railroading her. Now what they're doing is they are pressure, they're bullying her. That's what they're saying. They're now saying that, wait a minute, this woman 
This Blasey Ford wanted her story told. The committee's bending over backwards. They want it on Monday, but now they're bullying her because she doesn't want to testify on Monday. You know what, Dr. Blasey Ford? Too damn bad. And to all the women that are saying, well, we've got to accommodate her. Sorry, that's not how it works. Judge Kavanaugh said, hey, I'm ready to testify immediately. Let's go. Immediately. I don't want to wait. I, again, don't know whether this happened or not. I find it a little bit curious that she doesn't remember where it happened. She doesn't remember when it happened. But all of a sudden, now she, for 35 years, this has been lingering and this has been an issue. And, and again, uh, Senator Feinstein wakes up releasing this letter or leaked out just before the vote is ready to be taken. This is not about a woman's supposed sexual harassment. We all know what this is about. This is about the fact that the court would lean conservative, a lifetime appointment. And the Dems have been using the judiciary for the last 50 years as a branch of government to make laws. They know they can't pass laws through Congress, so they're now stacking all the courts from the circuit court to the Supreme Court, and now all of a sudden, the tide is turning. When Obama got to uh, select two Supreme Court justices, I didn't see the conservatives, Republicans jumping up and down. In fact, I think both the, of, of his judicial nominees of the Supreme Court won, I want to say, like 97 to 3, 98 to 2, 96 to 4, something like that. You didn't see people jumping up and down and trying to besmirch these, the two uh, candidates who were appointed to the Supreme Court. Did not happen. Joy Behar on The View. Talk about a male bashing television show. Take a listen to this. This is what I grew up with, that men are supposed to protect I you too. from these predatory males. I do too. And they're not doing that. And believe you. On the contrary, but we have to... these people in Congress right now, and that Senate Judiciary Committee, these white men, old by the way, mm-hmm. are not protecting women. They're no. protecting a man who is probably guilty. If you're not uh, Judge Kavanaugh, take the lie detector test. Yeah. Prove it the way she did and the way Anita Hill did, that they were not lying. Let's see that from you. And are you a coward? Yeah. Okay, Joy Behar is a miserable, just wretched woman. Now, first of all, she talks about old white men. Excuse me? Joy, sweetheart, you're 75. You're no spring chicken. But I don't see anybody saying, well, Joy Behar, you know what? You're, you're an old woman. You're 75. Therefore, we shouldn't listen to you or, or, or attack you. Come on. It's nonsense. And them being white, who cares? And then she goes on to say, well, he should take the lie detector test. And I believe her. She's probably, she's probably right. He's probably guilty, she says. He's probably guilty. How do we know? We haven't even heard from this uh, a Blasey Ford. We haven't heard a lick except what's in this letter. We haven't seen, and it's not a lie detector, it's a polygraph test. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard what she has to say. We haven't heard her story. We don't know. Last week on the show, I stated that in this country, the pendulum always shifts from one extreme to the other. Now, with the Me Too movement, We talked about, and I've talked about numerous times, when these guys are scumbags, the Harvey Weinsteins, there's a pattern. And these guys are scumbags. They deserve to go down. But what we don't deserve to see are people that are accused without having their right to be heard, whether it's the accuser or the accused, and all of a sudden everybody passing judgment. We've seen this this movie before. Crystal Magnum. 
Sergeant Steve, do you remember the name Crystal Magnum? I know it sounds like a it sounds like a libation, but Crystal Magnum, does that name ring a bell? It does, but I can't recall exactly why. Uh, that was the woman in the Duke Lacrosse yes. uh, allegation of rape, that she was raped, uh, attempted rape by three white kids from the Duke Lacrosse team. Back in 2006, she, I believe. Uh, that was in uh, 2000, I think it was, uh, I, yeah, something along those lines. I think it was somewhere along those lines. But about 10 years ago, March 2006, that is correct. She's a stripper at a party organized by members of the Duke Lacrosse team. And she went out and said uh, afterward that, that, uh, that she was raped, called police afterwards. Well, as it turned out, of course, there was a rush to judgment. The university immediately suspended the players. They, the coach came out and said, look, I believe these guys. And I don't think we should suspend the team until the DNA or suspend our season or suspend these players until the DNA evidence comes in. Well, what happened? The coach was castigated, absolutely castigated. He eventually was terminated by Duke. But he's doing the same thing that the women are saying, that all these senators and the Democrats are saying about Kavanaugh. Oh, we we believe this woman. We believe that she was uh, sexually assaulted. Well, wait a minute. Let's wait for the facts to come in. And what happened in the Duke Lacrosse rape case? Mike Nifong, the district attorney, refused to see evidence. They had on, on an ATM surveillance camera, they showed one of the players who was accused to have done this at the time that she was there wasn't even there. He didn't want to show the evidence, refused to look at the evidence. Long story short, the Duke players were all exonerated. I think they received settlements, the word is, around $20 million from Duke University. But meanwhile, their families were harassed. The community, uh, the, the entire community went after these kids and Duke, and they were all entitled, and it never happened. Meanwhile, this woman, Crystal Magnum, serving uh, in jail, serving 20 years for murdering her boyfriend. Oh, and by the way, Mike Nifong, the district attorney, ended up being disbarred spending time in jail for his handle, mishandling of the case. The moral of the story is, let's see what she has to say. I want to hear what he has to say. But no, today, this Me Too movement, men were all guilty. Unacceptable. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with The General now at Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, before we get back to discussing the war on men, the assault on men, the attack on men, where now men are presumed guilty until proven innocent, it is time for us to engage... In absolute, unadulterated, alpha male pleasure maneuvers. And the first step to doing that is pulling out a fantastic cigar to enjoy for the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. So I have pulled out a cigar that is going to pair perfectly with the libation that I have selected today. I've selected a Padron 1926 Series number 6. Natural. Four and three quarter inches in length, 50 ring gauge or 50 64ths of an inch in diameter. It is a Robusto. The Padron Siri 1926 comes in both a natural Nicaraguan wrapper and a Nicaraguan Maduro. They are Nicaraguan puros, meaning Nicaraguan wrapper, binder, and filler. The Padron 1926 series created to celebrate Padron founder Jose O. Padron's 75th birthday, a nice, rich, full-bodied cigar smoking experience that is unbelievably smooth and complex. What I love about these, I just love the real tight box press on these cigars. They just feel good in your hands. Very, very nice cigar. They are always in incredible demand. No ifs, no ands, no buts. And I've just pulled out uh, this particular beautiful Padron 1926 Series number 6 from my humidor. Been aging probably mm, at least two years since the last time I was down at the Padron headquarters down in Miami when I visited the entire Padron family, including Joseo Padron at the time. We taped an incredible uh, multi-hour interview that ran, I think, over about a three- or four-week period two years ago. Fantastic uh, time that we had. This particular cigar will run, eh, you're looking for this particular cigar, it's going to be about $13, $14. It is not an inexpensive cigar, it is a super premium cigar, and it is super delicious, and a super cigar smoking experience. So I will enjoy the Padron 1926 series number six, natural today. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. 
Well, I'm going to use, I've not used a bullet cut in a long time. I normally use the self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine or a cigar scissors. But I'm going to use a bullet cut. It is uh, looks like a little round piercer, and you just pierce the head of the cigar. I usually do two different piercings. That way it gives me the opportunity to control how much of the filler leaves I want exposed of the head of the cigar. So that's what I would use today. Actually, this was given to me by the folks over at Davidoff. It's an Avo uh, piercer, Avo bullet cut. That's what I would use today in my Padron 1926 series numero six. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, the guys in the white jackets and the white uh, pocket protectors, I've got the Mala Make America Lightate again. This is version 2.0. I used it last week. It's got uh, four or five jet flames. Big tank. Beautiful-looking uh, lightation device. That's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, you cannot hear this, but I'm actually making one circle. Okay, I'm a little punch with the little punch cutter or the bullet cutter. All right, there's one. Now what I want to do is I want to expose just a little bit more of the filler leaves from the head of the cigar, so I'm going to... There. Perfect. All right. Again, punch cut. Very nice way to cut your cigar. A little different than a standard guillotine. Let me toast the foot of this Padron 1926 series number six. Oh, this is beautiful. Wow. I normally am a Maduro fan on the Padrones. I love their Maduros. I just love how they taste. I love the 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 taste, the aroma, but I'm going for the natural because I think it's going to pair up very nicely with my bourbon selection today. So I'll Puff and rotate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Fabulous flavor. Great aroma. Great draw. No rush. Taking my time. Hmm. Blow on the foot of this cigar. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect light. Nice even amber glow across to this 50 ring gauge Padron 1926 series. Now, I've selected a libation in honor of our second hour guest as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month. Harlan Wheatley of the Buffalo Trace Distillery will be joining us in hour number two from the Frankfurt, uh, Kentucky Distillery. So, I need a, uh, lita- or a libation that is appropriate for this cigar that also is appropriate for our guests. So, without any further delay. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I have in front of me a bottle of Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Aged at least four years. There's no age statement on the bottle. We're seeing that now in many of the, or on many of the Kentucky bourbons. But we know that it's at least 51% corn. And we know that it is aged in new charred oak barrels. It must be, otherwise it could not legally be called a bourbon in this country. Made in Kentucky, Frankfort, Kentucky, Buffalo Trace Distillery, Harlan Wheatley, who will be our guest, the master distiller, oversees the process. This is the kind of bourbon that you can never go wrong with. You're looking at about a $35 or so suggested retail price for a 750 milliliter bottle. 
I would say this is a must-have in any bar. I would say Jack Daniels or Gentleman Jack is a must-have. Buffalo Trace, you can never go wrong. It is very, very pleasant. In 2017, at the American Whiskey Masters, it won the gold medal in the premium bourbon category. Let me pour a little bit in my whiskey and Karen glass here, and I will swirl it around. It has a beautiful-looking caramel color to it. Mm. Some spice, some sweetness. Mm, a little cinnamon, a little rum on the nose. Let me say cheers. I will taste and I'm going to do the Kentucky Chew, where I'm going to put it in my mouth, swirl it, I'm going to bite down on it. As we uh, learn the Kentucky Chew that Fred No originally created. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Very nice. Definitely some spiciness. Mm. Almost a maple brown sugar type note. Mm, definitely the wood taste, almost like a little raisin type of uh, type of taste. Nice finish, little spiciness. Take another sip. Mm. Ah, outstanding. Take a puff. My Pedro 1926 Siri Natural Number Six. Outstanding. Mm. So the National Cigar Lightation. And libation ceremony is now complete, and I'm going to keep this bottle of Buffalo Trace open in case I need a little bit later on, actually. Oh, we're talking with Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of Buffalo Trace in the next hour. I'm sure I'll be sampling and enjoying uh, some of this fine Buffalo Trace, as well as some of their Eagle Rare, which is also one of my favorites. Let me go back to talking about the assault on men here, the attack on men. We are now living in an era where men, and I understand this hashtag Me Too nonsense, I, I get it. And we have seen, though, an explosion, and rightly so. We saw the Harvey Weinsteins, and we saw a few weeks ago Les Moonves, the CEO and chairman of CBS. And there are a lot of these scumbags. Charlie Rose. I mean, some of the things you read about Les Moonves dropping his trousers and, you know, like uh, wanting a, uh, a, a, a blowjoy from, from, you know, an employee. Come on. I mean, who does that? Who does that? So clearly, there's something wrong with men that do that. And those men that do that should be appropriately taken to task, taken to the woodshed, and appropriately disciplined, punished, whatever, however you want to deal with it. But now all of a sudden, when people are hiding behind this Me Too movement to accuse men without even coming forward and saying, look, look, I want to present my evidence. And now if a man says, hey, I'm innocent of these, of these accusations and I'm going to defend myself, now all of a sudden the men are saying, or the women are saying, wait a minute, you as a man, you have no right to say that you are, you are innocent. You have no right to exonerate yourself. We must now presume that all women are correct. They're not lying. Well, we talked about the Duke rape, rape case. Tawana Brawley, Al Sharpton accused a, I think it was a district attorney, or a high-level government official of uh, raping and attacking her, well, it turned out to be total, 100% fabricated bullspit. I did not say the full BS word, bullspit, S-P-I-T. But what we are seeing now is men must prove their innocence. You're automatically presumed guilty until a man proves his innocence. 
Unless, of course, you're a Democrat. At which point, you can sexually harass and uh, you can rape and you can, you can uh, molest any woman you want because your fellow Democrats will never go after you. Look at Keith Ellison. Abused his girlfriend. She's coming out saying, hey, I've got a story. Everybody ignoring her. Why is that? Because if you are a Democrat male that is accused of some sort of impropriety, no, no, you're presumed innocent, and the woman is guilty. But if you are a Republican male, well, then all hell and fury are going to break loose. And what we're seeing now is an overcorrection. We're seeing the pendulum overcorrect, shift from one extreme to the other. So now all of a sudden, a man is guilty until proven innocent. No due process, no fair hearing. We saw all these senators, Maisie, uh, uh, Maisie Hirono saying, wait a minute, men, just shut up. Get on board. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, oh, the, the, the men of the Judiciary Committee, you're the ones now that are bullying this woman into testifying. Meanwhile, this is the woman that came out. This uh, Dr. Blasey Ford saying, her attorney saying she wants to testify and tell her story. Well, it's amazing what happens. All of a sudden, setting all these conditions to testify that nobody else has set conditions for. She wants security, wants, uh, w- w- wants to go after, uh, uh, after uh, uh, Kavanaugh testifies or gives his uh, story. So the accuser goes after the accused. I've never heard that in a court of law. And says, well, I can't do Monday. Maybe we'll do Thursday. These are nothing but games. And the reality is she will never appear because she does not want to go under oath. And that in and of itself is a giant red flag. I always tell people, look out for red flags. And I saw a, 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 uh, on CNN, they interviewed five women. And they said, well, what do you think about this? Every, I think CNN was shocked. The Clinton News Network. They were shocked. Every woman said, I don't believe her. She said she doesn't know the time, doesn't know the date. You know, you get a traumatic experience. You remember. You don't forget details. You remember things. You ever been in an accident? Right? Somebody hits you or you hit somebody? You remember that accident. You remember everything that occurred. Or if there's something that, that happened in your life that was traumatic, you remember that. You don't forget it. You remember almost the minute details, the minutiae you remember. So I'm not buying it. And to me, a giant red flag. If she doesn't want to appear and tell her story, look, if, if she is indeed saying, hey, this man did this to me, I want to appear. I'm ready to go. I'm coming tomorrow. I'm coming this afternoon. We saw Judge Kavanaugh saying, I'm ready to go. I don't need any conditions. Get me in front of the committee. I'm ready to go. Always be a little suspect. When people jump up and down and claim they've been aggrieved, and then all of a sudden when they, want, when they get their chance, their day in court, they're nowhere to be found. Now, if somebody genuinely did sexually assault this woman, fine. I want to hear what she has to say. I want to hear Kavanaugh. Maybe it was somebody else. We don't know. But what's going on now are the Democrat women are weaponizing women for political gain to subordinate and destroy men. And here's what's going to happen. There will be a fallout from this. There already is. I've told friends of mine who I got a friend uh, who was telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, I got a couple of uh, female employees that are problems. They're just, I'm going to have to make a change. Not because he said, hey, look, I've fired male employees too. And I said, well, you better, number one, if you have any conversations, you better make sure they're right out open. He goes, well, I got a conference room that's open. 
Don't dare bring her in your office. You got to cover your tracks. Cover your ass now. If you're a man, you have to assume, and, I, and this is horrible, you have to assume that every woman is going to accuse you of something. Sexual harassment, workplace harassment, whatever the case is, you have to go under the assumption that they are going to go after you. And if you legitimately need to terminate a female employee, you better have all your bases covered. Don't ever meet with that woman individually. Any meeting should have one or two witnesses. It should be done out in the open. In fact, I was just reading an article uh, this was a while ago, a few months ago. I can't remember the publication where a guy who's got a company said, you know, we are now... Uh, when we're renovating our offices, we will have all of our offices are going to be open with glass, our conference room. We're going to put uh, surveillance cameras so and people know they're being recorded. So that this way, if somebody says, oh, this person harassed me in their office, well, here's the tape. And it's pathetic that we have to go to that extreme. And I tell men, if you're ever going to break up with a woman, don't you dare break up with that woman or tell your wife you want a divorce. Don't you ever do it in, in your house. You better do it in public. Because all she has to do is say, I'm calling the police, whether it's true or not, that you, you, were, you physically attacked me. And we've seen stories of this before. Men get kicked out of their own houses, restraining orders against them going into their own houses. Why? Because a woman comes in and said, you know what? I called police and the police have to investigate and have to assume that you're guilty. So I tell people, I have a friend of mine who's just in the process breaking up with a longtime girlfriend. I said, do it in public. Make sure that there are loads of people around that see what's going on, their witnesses. Don't you dare for a second do it at her place or your place or where there's no other witnesses, period. And don't you ever let her come back to your house alone, period. If she knocks on the door and says, I need to talk to you, don't open the door. Don't answer it. Say, I will meet you out somewhere in public. And if she keeps ringing, call, call the police and say, hey, there's somebody that's trespassing on my property. It's, it's shameful that we have to think in those terms. But, men, you have to watch your own behind. You have to CYA, cover your ass. And we're going to get to a point where men are going to say, is it worth it that I hire women where I have the chance of being accused of sexually harassing them or I have the chance of, of being, being uh, accused of, of uh, inappropriate workplace behavior? Men are going to start protecting themselves. And I'm telling you, when men start talking and a woman comes up, wouldn't surprise me down the road where you see men saying, oh, we're not going to continue this conversation because we don't want the perception that this could be a sexually explicit conversation or somebody's telling a joke or showing something. And all of a sudden, a woman says, oh, I feel harassed because they told a dirty joke in front of me. We're getting to that point. And these Democrat women are now weaponizing women for political gain against men, I'm telling you there will be a giant backlash. Giant backlash. And to besmirch someone, again, I don't know whether this happened or not. Now, Kavanaugh said, I'm willing to come in and talk. Well, if Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, whose attorney initially said, yep, I'm ready to talk, happy to talk, she's ready to tell her story, well, great, tell your story. I want to hear it. Show up. And don't play games with the judicial Judiciary Committee saying, well, I can only testify between 2.03 and 2.18 on Thursday. The moon has to be in the right position. The temperature has to be between 68 and 69.3 degrees. And I can't have this person in the room, and I need security, and I need a private jet to transport me from my home in California to Washington. I need 
to be uh, put up at the uh, the Ritz Carlton, the Four Seasons or the Mayflower, and I have to have a five course dinner prepared by uh, Chef Boyardee. If this attorney starts making nonsensical demands, red flag, red flag, red flag. And I'm not going to be someone like these Democrat men and these, uh, these Democrat women saying, we have to believe her, we have to believe her. No, let the evidence tell us what we have to believe. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Rocky Patel acclaimed sampler, including the 15th anniversary. This cigar commemorates Rocky's 15th anniversary in the cigar industry with a robust blend featuring notes of toasted spices, roasted coffee, and almonds. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. Gurkha has just launched three new cigars at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold. All three unique flavor profiles. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, more traditional, mild, and creamy cigar, typically found in many of the high-end Dominican cigars. Exquisite flavor, very velvety on the palate, featuring an Ecuadorian De Florida wrapper. The Gurkha Marquesa, very Cubanesque all the way around from flavor, and packaging with an earthy Sumatra wrapper. Gurkha Marquesa is a bold, well-balanced, medium-bodied, and spicy cigar. The Gurkha Ghost Gold, a little different than the regular Gurkha Ghost, more flavor, a little bit bolder, featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Instead of a sweet flavor on the Gurkha Ghost, it's a more nutty and earthy profile. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold, three new cigars just launched by Gurkha. As cigar connoisseurs, we love sampling cigars with different wrappers, different taste profiles from different countries. And I've got the perfect way that you can sample fabulous cigars delivered directly to you each month. It is the Cigar Dave Officers Club. For $22.95 per month, you will get three of the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you each month. We have featured some incredible cigars. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary. From Alec Bradley Cigars, the Prensado Lost Art. We featured the Placencia Cosecha 146. We had an incredible Davidoff portfolio sampler, and we've got many new cigars that we'll be featuring in the months ahead. So become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join now. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. The Cigar Dave Officers Club. Join CigarDave.com slash Officers Club today. All right, those of you that are members of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, you received your August 2018 selections a couple of weeks ago. The Fonseca Classics, fabulous cigars, smooth, creamy, beautiful Connecticut shade wrapper. And I'm pleased to tell you the October 2018 selection. Well, correction, the September 2018 selection. I'm jumping ahead of myself. From Rocky Patel, you will be receiving a Rocky Patel 15th anniversary, a Rocky Patel Royale, and a Rocky Patel Vintage 2006 
San Andreas, one of my favorite cigars. Three award-winning cigars from Rocky Patel. If you are a member of the Officers Club, you'll be getting those cigars. They'll be shipping middle of next week. You should have them hopefully by next weekend. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, we've got some fantastic cigars from A.J. Fernandez. That will be shipped to you for the October 2018 selection. So if you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com right now. Click on Officers Club and join our two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This is AMEN, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Dave. Well, Alpha Puppy Canine, Pendragon's Royal Baron, has just cozied up to me. And the aroma of my Padron 1926 Serie Natural. And he's eyeing the bottle of Buffalo Trace. But no joy. He's not going to get... He can get enjoy the aroma of the cigar as it wafts around me here in Command Center Alpha. But he will not get... A sip of the Buffalo Trace. Nope, nope, nope. Although I must say, clearly the pup has very good taste. All right, in this hour, we will be joined as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month. We'll be joined by Harlan Wheatley, the master distiller at Buffalo Trace Distillery. He'll join us from the distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky. And next week, we are going to really pour it on for Bourbon Heritage Month. Giant tasting, 25-plus bourbons and American whiskeys. Hard to believe September's almost over. And we are right in the swing of a very critical time of year because as soon as September ends, we go into Cigar Oktoberfest where we celebrate all sorts of beers. We've already got great guests lined up as we celebrate uh, great beer and cigars for a Cigar Oktoberfest. All right, uh, let's change gears here a little bit. We got... Uh, I went a little bit longer than I would like to about the attack on men, especially as it deals with all those uh, Democrats and senators and the Sen or the uh, uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford accusation against Judge Brett Kavanaugh. We will see where that uh, turns out. Of course, the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, came back with all sorts of possibilities and countermeasure or counter alternatives to what. Blasey Ford's attorney had suggested we'll just have to see where that goes. But we have spoken to you about the Salt Bay. Salt Bay's name is Nusret Gokçke. He is from Turkey. And he is known for his steakhouses, primarily in Turkey, and now they're around the world in South America, and they just opened one in New York, one in Miami. And the Salt Bay is before anyone else. As soon as I started talking about uh, about steak, Pendragon's Royal Baron, Puppy Baron here, is looking at me saying, steak, did you say, because he knows when I say Baron, want, come here, Baron, you want a little steak? You want a little, oh, the ears went up. I'm going to have to take a picture and send this out on social media. You want a little steak, Baron? 
Oh, yeah. The ears came right up. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. My German Shepherd is definitely not a vegetarian. That I can tell you. But the Salt Bay, before anyone else, if you, we've talked about him before. He's noted he's got the sunglasses. He's got the dark hair, ponytail, swept back. And then he salts the meat afterward like a cobra, where he takes the salt, uh, the little kosher salt, puts it in his palm, tilts his arm back, and it looks like a cobra. So what happens is the salt, as it comes down, hits his elbow and goes right onto the meat. And the prices of his on his menu are not cheap in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I'm looking right now at... Uh, some of the menu prices. Here's somebody that uh, posted something uh, from, it's called Nusret, N-U-S-R hyphen E-T, Nusret in New York City. They ordered, let's see here, the B, the Bay Tomahawk, B-A-E, the Bay Tomahawk, $275. That same Tomahawk I could have probably bought for about 30 bucks. He ordered the Tomahawk, side of spinach, 15 bucks. I love it. For Diet Coke, they charge 7 bucks. Got to love it in New York. Two Cabernet Sauvignon glasses, $31.50 a glass. Uh, and he shows how much the, the check was. Now, he had some Vosto water, two bottles of Camus. He had all sorts of the meat sushi, the Nusret salad, 25 bucks for a Nusret salad. The bill was 1400 bucks. So it is not inexpensive. I mean, you look at their burgers, it's like 30 40 bucks. If you want the sliced beef fillet, very thin, 70 bucks. They call a spaghetti steak, a thinly, uh, thinly sliced steak strips, 70 bucks. Not cheap. Whole rack of lamb, 250. So again, you're not talking about an inexpensive proposition here. Well, coming back from a trip to China, Venezuelan dictator Pinko, Nicolas Maduro, during a stop in Istanbul, Turkey, decided to stop for a nice scrumptious steak dinner at Nusret Steakhouse. And Nusret happened to be there. Now, you got to remember that in Venezuela, the, under the great socialist Venezuelan system, people are hungry, the country is broke, inflation is a million percent of ye a year, 30% of the people eat only one meal a day. Infants suffering from malnutrition. Many people in Venezuela living on a dollar a day. Nine of ten households uh, in Venezuela are living in poverty, according to a uh, 2017 study. But, of course, when it comes time to Nicolas Maduro, he's got no problem living it up. While his people suffer and his country is broke, He's got plenty of dough and plenty of time to go to Nusret Steakhouse in Istanbul, Turkey. And there were pictures. The way that everybody found out about this is because Nusret, who's got, I don't know, 12, 13 million followers on Instagram, the Salt Bay, posted videos and pictures of Nicolas Maduro there chowing down on big chunks of red meat that were, of course, sliced and sprinkled with the salt by Nusret. They show... Uh, him selecting a cigar, uh, Maduro selecting a cigar from a, uh, a, a humidor alongside First Lady Celia Flore. So he's living it up. And Nusret says it's a, uh, you know, an honor to have uh, the president of, uh, of Venezuela here for dinner. 
and I'm looking at this, and I'm 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 almost in disbelief as I'm looking at these. Does this new threat not know what the hell's going on in Venezuela? Is he you know just so oblivious to it, or just doesn't care? And the way Maduro looks, I mean, he looks, he's got his cigar, like he's living it up, like he doesn't care, everything is great. And then I happen to see these videos. So I'm looking at these videos, I'm looking at, at these pictures, and I'm thinking to myself, this, I mean, how ostentatious, how just tone deaf to the people, while your people are suffering, who you could give to hoots about, you're living it up. And Salt Bay is thrilled to have this guy in his restaurant. I'm sorry. Guy comes into my restaurant. I'm like, I don't want to serve this guy. He tortures his people, throws his, uh, his political dissidents uh, in jail and an exile. Forget it. Well, Salt Bay ended up, because he got so much flack, ends up deleting the Instagram post, but not after it already went viral. And, of course, the, uh, the insult had really already taken place. And there were some interesting quotes the exiled former president of the country's National Assembly, Julio Borges, said, and I quote, while Venezuelans suffer and die of hunger, Nicolas Maduro and Celia are enjoying themselves at one of the most expensive restaurants in the world. Florida Senator Mark, Marco Rubio, who has been a longtime critic of uh, Maduro and Chavez before him, bashed the uh, move, saying, quote, I don't know who this weirdo Salt Bay is, but the guy he is so proud to host is not the president of Venezuela. He's actually the overweight dictator of a nation where 30% of the people eat only once a day and infants suffer from malnutrition. Well, you can't dispute both of those quotes. Can't dispute things. And I have talked to people that have gone. Now, some people I've talked to said, oh, it's fantastic. It's great. But the majority of people that I know that have gone to the Nusret Steakhouse, both in New York and in Miami, said the same thing. One in Miami said the food was good, but it was way overpriced. One in New York, two people actually that went in New York said the food was terrible, the service was worse, and it was a total ripoff. I will never go again. I'm sorry, $275 for, what, a two-pound or two-and-a-half-pound uh, uh, ribeye steak? Forget it. The tomahawk chop ribeye steak? That's absurd. I've been to restaurants where a two-pound steak is probably 90 bucks. I've seen it 100 bucks, 110 bucks, but I've never seen it for 275 bucks. That I have and seven bucks for a cola, a Coke? Come on. And you know they charge for refills in New York. So four colas, four Cokes, 28 bucks. Hashtag ripoff. Hashtag screw salt bay. Hashtag my steaks at home are far better. No ifs, ands, or buts. Now, this is an interesting item I came upon that proves eating meat is actually good for your health, good for your chompers, good for your teeth. Dr. Adelbert Fernal, the curator of the Harvard Dental School Museum, has proved that eating a strictly carnivore meat diet is the perfect way to keep the human mouth in a healthy condition. And that's due to the fact that civilized people don't eat enough meat. And as a rule, they have decayed teeth. What happened was, it goes back to the noted Arctic explorer, Commander Donald B. McMillan, who obtained 90 impressions of the teeth of the Eskimos of Smith Sound, who were meat eaters. They're the farthest north 
uh, residence of any human beings. And he did this at the request of Dr. Fernald, who wanted to get the models for the Dental School Museum. So on one of his Arctic expeditions, Commander McMillan gets these impressions. And from the impressions, models have been constructed. Commander McMillan said the Smith Sound Eskimos average about four ounces of vegetable matter each year per cap. Think about that. Four ounces per year of vegetable per year. Now, for the average, I go, yesterday I had lunch, and I had uh, steamed broccoli uh, for my lunch, and I had them weigh it. I think there was about six and a half ounces. That is 150% more than what the average Smith Sound Eskimo eats of vegetables in a year. Here's what's interesting. Only one tooth of the 616 contained in the models was deformed. All the models represented mouths and teeth that were wonderfully developed. More definitive proof that eating a meat diet and maintaining healthy teeth is optimal. Of the 616 teeth, only seven are missing. Dr. Fernald stated that the same number of teeth in the mouths of New England people, he would expect to find more than 100 missing. It's very interesting. And what they have found that... They compared that to the Yucatan natives during a southern expedition that Commander McMillan went on, and they got the, the, secured the impressions of Yucatan natives. Those Yucatan natives are known as being heavy vegetable eaters. Most of them eat no meat whatsoever. The, what they found from the impressions, their teeth were very much decayed. At a surprisingly early age, their teeth lost all semblance of even a normal healthy condition. Most of them, when middle-aged, had practically no teeth. And it's been the experience of most dentists that those people who have the healthiest teeth, teeth are those that eat the most meat. So think about this. We always hear, don't eat meat. Meat, terrible. Well, meat, we're finding good for your teeth. People say, don't eat meat. All that fat, all that cholesterol. It's not the fat and cholesterol. It's not from steak from natural food, from eggs or meats, all the stuff that we were told by the Department of Agriculture, the food pyramid, start your day off with a healthy breakfast, grains and cereals loaded with sugars, right? Forget it. Wrong. How come we'd always see people from, uh, I remember my grandparents, they would eat the uh, chicken fat and they would have meat that had the fat and my grandma would make eggs loaded with butter. And they all live. My grandfather to 85, my grandmother to 98 and a half. They didn't have Lipitor cholesterol medications back then. What's the difference? No processed foods did not have all the sugars. Sugar, processed foods are the enemy, not meat. So, therefore, eat meat. We will talk with master distiller Harlan Wheatley of Buffalo Trace Distillery as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month next. The September selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a Rocky Patel acclaimed sampler featuring the 2006 vintage San Andreas. This cigar has an 11-year-old San Andreas wrapper with Nicaraguan fillers and a Connecticut broadleaf binder. It's a spicy, medium to full-bodied smoke with a rich, leathery finish. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of Buffalo Trace Distillery, here to the Cigar Dave Show. Harlan, great to have you on again. Glad to be here. Harlan, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, how you became a master distiller. Well, I've got, uh, I'm from Kentucky. I've got family that was in the distilling business, and um, I had a, went to college at the University of Kentucky. My degrees in chemical engineering and, and chemistry I had two degrees. And uh, really boiled down to it, I didn't want to leave too far from home. Uh, and the industry is pretty big there in Kentucky. So uh, I was fortunate enough to have a position come open there in Frankfurt at uh, Buffalo Trace, uh, straight out of college. And I've been there about 20 years and uh, been exposed to a lot of great, great guys like Elmer T. Lee and Gary Gayhart and gave me a lot of good experience on the job training you know and things and so it just all worked out now the buffalo trace distillery which is located in frankfort kentucky uh has been known as the george t stag distillery the ofc distillery uh now it's known by the namesake uh, brand buffalo trace uh, distillery but that is the oldest continuously operating distillery in the country correct it is and uh, it's also the largest capacity uh, single capacity for for bourbon whiskey, so uh, it's a, it's a pretty large facility. We're about 140 acres, 
uh, and we uh, crank out a lot of bourbon. And that is on the uh, National Historic uh, Register, uh, the National Register of Historic Places, uh, because it was built it initially is. back in 1920. You got it. And uh, one of the things we're pretty proud of is the fact that we're also operating. So it's a National Historic Landmark, which, along with a couple other thousand uh, landmarks, however, it's one of the few working landmarks. Let's talk about, uh, you've got a whole lineup of, of incredible bourbons and we're going to touch on a few of them you got buffalo trace i've got actually a bottle of buffalo trace in front of me and eagle reserve single barrel that that i'll be enjoying today during uh during our discussion but i also want to get into your experimental collection which by the way i cannot find anywhere everywhere i go they're like nope sorry sold out can't get it so so i'm going to try to have to get uh, my hands on that but i want to talk about the single oak project of course pappy van winkle uh, the White Dog, which is kind of a very unique spirit, and the Blanton Single Barrel. But first, let's talk about the namesake, the eponymously named Buffalo Trace. Tell me about that bourbon, the origins, uh, and, and what the Buffalo Trace, uh, what goes into that. You know, we, uh, we've been distilling there for 240 years, and we made a lot of different products. Uh, but, but the thing is, we, uh, we weren't really... Uh, known for, um, we didn't. When you came to the distillery, you didn't really know where you had been. In 1998, we uh, we uh, started this bourbon because we wanted a um, bourbon that represented the distillery. And the reason we were there is because uh, the Buffalo cross the Kentucky River. And the reason the, the story settled and built there is because the buffalo forged a trail or a trace. And so we, we did that in honor of that legacy. And when we started the product, uh, I was fortunate enough to be part of that. And when we started that product, uh, we wanted to put the very best all-around bourbon that we can put into that product. And so it's an eight-year-old, small batch, uh, you know, very hands-on. We're able to control quality. The package was voted on by the employees, okay. so it's a true offering of the distillery, and um, and we think it's our best all-around bourbon. All right, when we come back with Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller Buffalo Trace, I've been enjoying my Buffalo Trace, and I've got my bottle right here, brand-new bottle, and when I come back, we'll get into talking about Buffalo Trace bourbon. We'll get into the taste nuances, the flavor profiles. Want to mention my Syracuse Orange Men. Yes, I know their name is the Orange. I still refer to them as the Orange Men. I'm not politically correct. Did a number to the Florida State, Florida State Seminoles last week, 30-7 to 7 at the very hot and humid Carrier Dome. 88 degrees in the Carrier Dome, 87 outside the Carrier Dome. I've been to games in September. There's no air conditioning, ironically, at a dome named after a big air conditioning company. It is hot and stifling, but the Orange Men, big win, 3-0, baby. Dino Babers, we're turning the program around. Much more to get to. We'll continue. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. Cigar 
Gurkha has just launched three new cigars at the Cigar Day Valfo Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold. All three unique flavor profiles. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, more traditional, mild, and creamy cigar, typically found in many of the high-end Dominican cigars. Exquisite flavor, very velvety on the palate, featuring an Ecuadorian De Florida wrapper. The Gurkha Marquesa, very Cubanesque all the way around from flavor and packaging. With an earthy Sumatra wrapper, Gurkha Marquesa is a bold, well-balanced, medium-bodied, and spicy cigar. The Gurkha Ghost Gold, a little different than the regular Gurkha Ghost, more flavor, a little bit bolder, featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Instead of a sweet flavor on the Gurkha Ghost, it's a more nutty and earthy profile. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold, three new cigars just launched by Gurkha. USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave. Dave. Celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month, Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller, Buffalo Trace Distillery, joining us front and center. Harlan, I have just poured a uh, beautiful glass of the Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And before I get ready to do my color analysis and my aroma analysis and taste analysis, tell us about uh, this specific bourbon, the composition, the various elements, raw materials that you use. I know obviously corn at least 51%, but uh, what makes the Buffalo Trace bourbon unique? Well, uh, the main thing, the main difference between Buffalo Trace probably competitors is again small batch very hands-on we taste every single batch and we actually compare it to the very first batch we made in 1999 we use corn rye and malted barley so we say it's a rye uh, bourbon bourbon whiskey straight bourbon whiskey and uh, we our target is eight years old even though we don't put that on the bottle that's our that's our target we you know, with our taste profile and what we're looking for. It's one of our low rye uh, recipes, so we're looking for sweetness, but we're also balancing that with age and with that rye to give it a little bit of character and complexity. So um, I think, it, you know, compared to our competitors in that price range, you're going to get a lot more flavor. You're going to get a little bit of complexity and spice and uh, true bourbon character. So, Well, and interesting because... Earlier in the show, I was talking about when you have an older bourbon, you're going to have more of the charred oak wood flavors, which gives it a little bit more strength, more fuller flavor. And if you add a high rye content, you're really going to have a a, a a flavorful powerhouse. So with the lower rye content and the longer age, that balances out the Buffalo Trace a bit? That's right. That's what we're after. We're trying to balance that flavor um, as it ages. So the oldest of that recipe is the George T. Stag. And we let that go for 15 years. And, um, of course, that's barrel strength. And so you're getting everything you love about that bourbon, 
everything you know there is uncut and unfiltered in the stag so and let's talk about barrel strength while while you're talking about that for people that may not know what is barrel strength we've got we've got a few bourbons that we offer at barrel strength and the reason we do that is because we want to show everybody what the maximum flavor and characteristics there are in that recipe so we use like uh the Buffalo Trace recipe for, for the stag, so that recipe. And then we also use the uh, Thomas Handy, which is the rye whiskey. So if you like rye whiskeys, then we offer that. And then we also, instead of using rye, we use wheat. So wheated bourbon and the William Maru Weller. And so those three main recipes are our, kind of our, you know, flagstaff recipe, flagship recipes, uh, and, and we offer them at that full strength, so nothing is removed. There's no filtration. It's basically straight out of the barrel minus the char. Gotcha. Now, I have the Buffalo Trace in front of me here, so I'm going to swirl it in my in my whiskey uh, snifter here. First thing I'm noticing, the color. It's light uh, light caramel color, almost with a slight amber hue, but very, uh, very pleasant looking. I'm going to take the aroma here. Take one more sniff here. Trying to be a professional, Harlan, like a master distiller such as yourself to really capture all That's the right. nuances. And I'm noticing That's some right. sweetness. Can definitely notice the corn. A little bit of a floral type note on my on my nose here, but very, very pleasant. Almost say a sweetness on the on the nose. Yep. And, yep. You should you should be getting that. And I'm gonna say cheers to you. And I'm going to take a sip. Wow. That is very smooth. A little bit of warmth on the, I use the CDWF. I call it the Cigar Dave Warmth Factor, yep. one to ten, and there's no right or wrong where it's not like you're rating something. To me, it's just how much warmth is there on the palate going down. To me, it's about a five, but it's very smooth. I like the flavor. Right. I can taste a little bit of the rye. Definitely that that eight years of of aging in the barrel. You get a little bit of that spiciness, but it is a very very pleasant. Uh, sipping bourbon, and I'm going to, I always, before I do anything, Harlan, I always sip it neat. I want to get the full flavor, and then I'll put a couple of rocks in there and and then uh, chill it just a little bit, but very pleasant, and again, for the price, I think I've seen this anywhere between $25 to $28. You can't go wrong. That's that's, that's kind of the way we feel about it, but it's up to the customer, so, mm-hmm. you know, if we, if we have a room full of 100 people, uh, generally, there's going to be 25 or 30 of those that really, really like it, and then there's going to be 25 or 30 people that really like, say, rye whiskey, or they might like a weeded bourbon. So that's that's why we try to diversify our products. Um, you know, if you're not quite happy with that taste profile, then we can we can offer other things. But that's our flagship. That's the one we're most proud of. So. Uh, Harlan, is that the number one seller for, uh, for our, Buffalo Trace? Yeah, that's our. That is our number one product, and it's the one that we make the most of. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're continuing to build for the future. You know, uh, people ask me, what do you do these days? And we're basically preparing for – we're managing growth, basically, and we're preparing for the future. So I was going to say, we, we talked about Maker's Mark earlier because I sipped some Maker's 46. And a year and a half ago when Maker's had the brilliant idea that they would cut down the – they would add a little bit more water content so they would cut the bourbon uh, and came out saying, well, it doesn't change the taste in any way, shape, or form. My answer at the time was why would you screw around with a product that has been so successful and to your diehard consumers, you are changing the product. And, boy, after two days of backlash, 
they changed their yeah. tune very, very quickly. And even though bourbon is, is the number one growth spirit now in the United States, and I'd probably venture the entire world, just like cigars uh, had a, a big renaissance, big explosion, manufacturers have to be very careful. And, and so you're preparing for the future. So you want to anticipate needs, but at the same time, you don't want to just pump out qu- a, a huge quantity and degrade the product right. in any way, shape, or form. Right. There's lots of ways to manage the growth. Uh, makers chose that, uh, and, you know, they retracted it. But but one of the ways, that, unfortunately for us, we're just simply not going to change the quality of our products. But the, the negative to that is we literally run out of bourbon. So, right. uh, you know, eight years ago we made a certain amount of bourbon, and that's all we've got. You know, people ask me all the time, why don't you just make more? And I would love to. Um, but it, we have to let it age for eight years, which is a little bit different than other distilleries. Uh, the average age for other distilleries is probably around four years old, four or five at the most, and our products are seven or eight years old. So um, it, it requires us to do a lot more planning, put a lot more bourbon away. We have to have more storage. Uh, so, you know, a little bit more planning uh, involved. But I can't snap my fingers and have more today. I'll have plenty in eight years, hopefully, but uh, that depends on the demand. So, you know, everybody needs a crystal ball. And you can't rush the hands of time. You cannot rush uh, father, uh, father uh, time or mother nature. That's ex- proven that. That's exactly times. right. Well, I have to tell you, this Buffalo Trace goes beautifully with my Padron Family Reserve 50-year cigar, which is a uh, also a very limited offering. Just wonderful compliment. Now, Let's talk about the Eagle Reserve. I've just opened the bottle, and as you tell us about it, I'm going to pour it. Beautiful-looking bottle. Uh, Eagle is probably my favorite bird because it, to me, symbolizes um, the expanse of the United States. It symbolizes freedom. It's our national, really, bird symbol uh, for good reason because it's a powerful, strong bird. So tell me about Eagle Rare Single Barrel. Eagle Rare is uh, something that we've been really happy with uh, over the years because we took a brand, you know, Eagle Air has been around for a long time, but we basically renovated it in, a, in 2000, and we changed the product completely from, you know, an everyday bourbon to a single-barrel, 10-year-old uh, bourbon, and we redid the package. The package has won a few awards uh, by itself, but it's, you know, it's a full-body. Uh, again, that is also the Buffalo Trace recipe. Now, the difference is you're doing single barrel, 10 years old, um, more flavor out of the wood, you know, more time in the wood. It also has different locations in the warehouse, which does play, play a role in that bourbon um, because it's such a small amount when we bottle it. Um, so, you know, you're getting more flavor. Uh, some people say that it might uh, be a little bit smoother. I don't know. It just depends on, you know, the person uh, because personally I like, both, you know, for different reasons, but you're definitely picking up more flavor, a little bit darker usually. Um, yeah, a little bit darker, but not much. So this is essentially the same Buffalo Trace mash bill. The only difference right. is is that age ten years, and it comes from a single barrel. That's right. Now, do you get nuances from the various barrels based upon? We talked about this based upon where the location is, so that every Eagle Rare single barrel could be just a little bit different with the slight nuances and taste. That's a true statement, uh, but we do still compare our Eagle Rares to a standard. So we, we put, let's say, 50 samples on a table, 
and we'll taste all 50 samples. And, and, you know, based on all the upfront work, so we'll do same recipe, same style, same fermentation, same yeast, same style barrels that have been aged for six months. The charring's the same. So we try to do a lot of work up front to keep it consistent, but you still have nuances within the wood. Um, and we try to go to generally the same locations in the warehouse. So really the only variable that is tough to manage is the wood. So you do get changes, and we still – so the reason we taste that table is we compare it to that, you know, that standard. And for some reason it's off a little bit or different, then we'll just not use it. Uh, so we do, you know, it's pretty consistent. However, if you bought a bottle four years ago, there might be a slight difference uh, one way or the other, but but it should be pretty consistent. Well, let me, I've got it in my uh, my snifter here, and I would say that it is what I call a rosado golden color, meaning uh, rosado in Spanish is red, so it's a reddish golden hue. Let me take a little sniff here, the aroma. I would say it's, uh, my first note, it's very tame. It's very smooth, notes of vanilla, but uh, just very pleasant. Uh, let me now take a taste. I'll say cheers. Yep. Mm. Wow. Very balanced, smooth. Um, delicious. No bite. No, I'm not noticing for a 10-year, yep. I'm not noticing that real harsh spiciness it's just uh, very pleasant with a deeper warmth than the buffalo trace one of the things we're pretty uh adamant about is on all of our bourbons and whiskeys really but in fact everything we produce uh you, we don't want the b word either bite or burn right uh you know if you if you get that there's an impurity in there somewhere that shouldn't be there and you know it, it's hot from alcohol there's a difference sure um but if you if you even a stag which is sometimes 145 proof, you shouldn't get a unpleasant burn. You'll get the alcohol, uh, but you will not get a you know it's a drinkable product even at 145 proof, uh, and that's all by design, uh, because of yeast, because of the way we distill it, you know the way we age it, and all that is by design, uh, you know, and, it, and you're really splitting hairs to to consumer. Uh, that drinks it casually, they may not pick up on some of those things. But if you drink it every day and continue, you know, to try different bourbons, you'll you'll figure out there's some bourbons that are better than others. Uh, well, this is very like smooth anything. for, for, like, a, for a tenure. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, just absolutely pleasant. And suggested retail somewhere between thirty to thirty-five. I saw this locally here for about thirty. I think thirty-one ninety-nine for a ten-year aged bourbon single barrel. That's cheap. Yep. Well. We try to, and actually we do that with all of our products, we try to be fair, uh, even though these days you can get, I've seen bottles that sell for 3000 bucks. Right. Uh, but that's not us. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we, we charge a fair price because we're planning for the long haul. Uh, we're, we're looking, you know, 23 years, 25 years down the road, and we're not, we don't want people to think that we're gouging and, and we're taking advantage of the, you know, the situation. You're building so loyal consumers, and that's exactly what you want. You want those consumers in 15, 20, 30 years. That's right. That's what we're trying to do. Harlan, can I keep you on for a couple of more minutes after this uh, timeout here? 
sure. Because I want to talk about the Pappy Van Winkle, then I want to talk about your single oak project and your experimental collection. Our guest is Harlan Wheatley, master distiller, Buffalo Trace. Our final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. As cigar connoisseurs, we love sampling cigars with different wrappers, different taste profiles from different countries. And I've got the perfect way that you can sample fabulous cigars delivered directly to you each month. It is the Cigar Dave Officers Club. For $22.95 per month, you will get three of the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you each month. We have featured some incredible cigars. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary. From Alec Bradley Cigars, the Prensado Lost Art. We featured the Placencia Cosecha 146. We had an incredible Davidoff portfolio sampler, and we've got many new cigars that we'll be featuring in the months ahead. So become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join now. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. The Cigar Dave Officers Club. Join CigarDave.com slash Officers Club today. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, Nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. Enough to get me high. And then I'll say goodbye. No way. Good day. She hung me out to dry. Appropriate song as we celebrate Bourbon Heritage Month here on the Cigar Dave Show. Rejoined by Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of Buffalo Trace. Harlan, let's talk about the Pappy Van Winkle. Now, a very, when you talk about Pappy Van Winkle, the 23 year, very, very rare, very expensive. I know last year there was a, uh, a major theft. Has that been solved? You know, it hadn't been solved. Uh, you know, we, the you know the thing is it's still an investigation, so I can't really talk about it much. But, right. But, you know several several things we've done to improve the situation. And of course, we've upped our security a whole lot, which helps. And um, but you know still under investigation. 
Let's talk about the Pappy Van Winkle. What makes that Pappy Van Winkle so sought after and so uh, in demand? You know, I think I think over the years what's happened is, you know, it's very limited supply. You know, we don't have a lot of it, I mean, for the world. Um, and that's the first thing. It's very limited, uh, hard to get. And then, you know, secondly, the, just the simple fact that it's pretty good, pretty good bourbons. Um, and with wheat, you know, we, we only have one wheated recipe. And with wheat, it ages, I always say it ages gracefully. In other words, the wheat is the dominant flavor in that bourbon. Uh, and as it ages, it doesn't give way to the barrel. Uh, so it holds on to its flavor and character longer than it does, than a rye bourbon. Uh, and it just ages gracefully. We're very careful when we put those barrels away that we don't put them in really high floors to where they age too fast. And then we also enter them a little bit lower proof, which allows it to age, you know, gracefully. So we do a lot of things up front to make sure that that bourbon is good at the age of 20, 23 years old. So it's very special, uh, very uh, unique, and uh, hard to find. And, you know, of course, with that, when demand goes up, you know, generally it's hard to find. And tell me about the tasting notes on the Pappy Van Winkle. How, how does that compare to your Buffalo Trace and your Eagle Rare? Well, generally, uh, weeded bourbons are a little bit more mellow. A lot of people use that word. So if you drink a, we start out life in our, in our weeded line at seven years old with our Weller brand. And when you drink that, compare that to Buffalo, they're similar in age. But the Weller is maybe a little bit more mellow, uh, more, I don't want to use the word neutral because there's still plenty of flavor. But it doesn't have that spiciness from the rye. It's just like weeded bread and rye bread. Uh, kind of the difference between those two. Right. And you get that, that same thing carry over in the bourbon. So as you age, you're picking up wood character, and we go all the way up to 23 years old. So if you like a lot of that oakiness and flavor from the wood, and then you balance that with the, you know, the mellow weeded flavor, then floppy, you know, it's a pretty good bourbon. What's the suggested retail of the Pappy Van Winkle 23? <laughs> For us, we suggest about $250. Uh, but I, you know, these days it's hard to find it uh, for that. And like I said, I've seen bottles sell for six thousand uh, dollars, but that's not us. Um, you know, we. But our suggested retail is about two hundred fifty. I got about a minute and a half left. So, Harlan, tell me about the experimental collection and the single oak project. You know, those are two real special. You know, we're known for variety, and then we're also known for innovation. Uh, and those are really kind of two ways to get at innovation for us and the products. We experiment a lot with different flavors, different recipes, and then we're able to offer those to the public with the experimental collection. Uh, so if we try something with a different grain or a different style distillation, whatever, then we can offer it under that label of the experimental. So it's very limited. Uh, you know, we might only have two barrels to give to the world, but we're really interested in feedback. So we give that out, we sell it, and we let people buy that, and then they'll, you know, uh, call in with feedback. And the single oak is an extension of that experimental projects that we do, and it's it's a basically a 12-year project where we went out and selected oak trees, and we tagged them, and then made specific barrels, and then we put bourbon away in those specific barrels. And what we're trying to do is relate how the tree uh, reacts with the with the bourbon, and and that way you can trace the you know, some of those flavors all the way back to the tree. 
Uh, and then at the end of this 12 years, we're getting feedback from the public, and we're taking a vote on which barrel they like the best, which will narrow it down to which tree produced the best bourbon. And then we're going to release a single oak bourbon determined by the general public. So it'll be the first ever bourbon that was determined by the general public. Harlan Wheatley, Master Distiller, Buffalo Trace Distillery up in Frankfort, Kentucky. We appreciate you joining us today on the Cigar Dave Show as we celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month. Well, next week we have a humongous tasting, a massive tasting of bourbon, American whiskeys that we will conduct with Sommelier Dave, some uh, special other guests. Cannot wait to get to that. Probably 25, maybe 30 bourbons and American whiskeys as we wrap Bourbon Heritage Month up. Hard to believe September is almost done. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. And men, we are not guilty. We must be proven guilty. We are all innocent until proven guilty.